This is the Birth Village Podcast. Welcome back to the Birth Village Podcast. I'm Morgan Brower, and we have an empowering story for you today. I'm joined by Eliza Johnson, who is going to tell us about her birth story. Eliza, thanks for coming and being with me today. You are welcome. I'm happy to be here. Will you give us a little bit of background on on yourself? Yeah. I am 28 years old, and I met my husband in high school. We have four little boys between the ages of six and six months. Goodness. <laughs> Got our hands full. Yes. Um, we live in Utah County and my husband and I, we own a piano dealership in American Fork oh. and he takes care of the piano store baby while I take care of the four babies. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> How cool. Yeah. So do you guys all play piano? Uh, yeah. I mean, the... The three of us that can. So yeah. me, my husband, and our six-year-old. Yeah. So cool. Yeah, that's fun. Okay. And how old is your baby baby? He's six months. So he was born August 8th of 2022. Congratulations. Thank you. <laughs> and you're telling that story today. I am telling that story. Okay. Yes. Will you give me a little bit of background too on your previous births? Like how did those go? Yeah. Um, They were all pretty similar. So it's funny being a new mom because you really just are so clueless kind of at least I was with everything you're just like okay sure yeah I guess everyone has their babies at the hospital Mm -hmm. induction sure and so that's kind of where it began um I was due with my first baby March 25th of 2016 and I went in for my like 38 week appointment and they were like oh my goodness he's breached you have to come in tomorrow for an induction and I said oh okay so I was frightened oh. because I had no idea and it's your first my first I'm like what's wrong with my baby like breach sounds like it's a bad thing like it's yeah. an emergency and so I was just kind of taken back and I was like okay and it freaked me out because I had so many things to do to prepare I had to get the car seat I had to yeah. finish the room I had to just like mentally prepare myself and so I was like all right here we go so I went to the hospital the next day and they had to do a version, so that's basically when they turn the baby mm. from breech to not. How was that? <laughs> that was hands down one of the more painful things I've ever felt. But then gosh. again, I've never had a baby at this point, so I was like, yeah. "Oh my gosh, what is this?" <laughs> and they actually had to give me an epidural for that. They're like, "This is really painful, so we're oh, gonna give you an epidural whoa. to turn the baby first. And I'm like, "Okay." But honestly, that birth was so traumatic in so many ways, and I was Aww. just like, "Man, you know what?" If I have another baby after this, it'll be by a miracle because I do not want to go through that again. Really? Yeah. There, th- Everything was just unclear. I was confused with so many things going on. Anyway, I was in labor and I, for well over 24 hours and I was yeah. pushing for six hours <gasps> and I literally begged them for a C-section. I'm like, I am miserable. I am dying. Like, cut me open. I don't even care. Yeah. Which, looking back, I'm glad that they did sure, not. Sure, <laughs> sure. But, but still. And so... <clears throat> anyway, they were able to do their job, I guess. Yeah. And he was born and that was that. And it's funny how as a mom, all those 
maybe traumatic memories are swiped from you mm-hmm. from your memory yeah just for you to have more children yeah that's how it goes <laughs> <laughs> yep and so same thing kind of went with my second they were like you know what you have big babies and he was only eight nine mm-hmm. yeah, and okay. so I was like okay and they're like we're, we're just gonna induce you every time a week early because you have big babies and I'm like all right sweet the sooner they're out the better because I don't enjoy pregnancy sure so that was kind of my mindset I'm like sweet I just have to get to 39 weeks yeah so I get to 39 weeks with my second he was born so much easier way easier birth so that was nice yeah good um then our third he same thing induced a week early (laughs) my babies progressively get bigger so first (laughs) was eight nine then the second one was eight eleven and then our third was nine four. Okay. So I was We're getting, getting a little harder. <laughs> and then here's the story for my fourth. Yeah. Okay. Let's this hear is it. why we're here. <laughs> so my fourth baby, he everything was great in my pregnancy. I was planning on doing what I had originally planned. Just I'm gonna go in for my induction at thirty nine weeks. Mm-hmm. And I I don't plan pregnancies very well because we keep having our kids in the summer and I'm like, for the love, like (laughs) it was seriously a thousand degrees this summer. I was like, it is so hot. So I'm like, okay, sweet. Like I just have to make it to the end of July. I'll Mm -hmm. be induced. No biggie. And so, um, that was the plan. And then I hit about 33 weeks and I got in contact with my friend, Allison. Mm -hmm. She's a doula. She's my good friend. We've known each other for a few years and, uh, I don't even know. She would just like share little things here and there about home birth or natural birth or like what doctors do that like aren't required at home, you know? And I was like, all right, that's kind of an interesting point. Hmm. I kind of align my mindset with the home birth side more than the hospital birth side. Do you remember any specific things that she told you? Um, food. (laughs) yeah that's no really a good one. or like water like honestly i'm mm-hmm. like i'm about to do the hardest freaking thing in my life and it's you like can't a big give me a drink of water yeah it's like a big old workout it is <laughs> especially when i think of if, if i'm pushing for six hours like mm-hmm. i was with first or you know it's like you're exhausted like give me a drink man like yeah. that's all i need and so that was huge i'm like wow um a huge one <laughs> for my husband was Wait, I get to sleep in my own bed? Yeah. And I'm like, <laughs> yeah, I don't have to sleep on right? that bench. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and it just, things like that. I was like, okay, that's cool. Like, it made it seem more of, like, an experience instead of an emergency. It's yeah. like, oh, yeah, like, this is what humanity is supposed to be. Like, that yeah. is what we're here to do. We're here to populate the earth. And yeah. it's like, <laughs> instead of making it a weird, like, oh, you need to come in and we either need to cut you open or give you these drugs to push your baby out earlier than it's meant it's like no let nature run its course Mm -hmm. have the baby be born when he's supposed to be born and do it in the comfort of wherever you feel is best yes and that made me feel so good i was like i have like literally never thought of it that way which is so sad that i had never thought of it that way but most people don't i know and i think it's just because that's society like we this is what we do this is what my mom did this is what her mom like it's just it runs throughout all the generations i guess yeah so yeah i at 33 weeks i decided you know what i'm gonna really consider this and i talked to my husband matt about it and he was just like you know what 
you do you like this is you're the one pushing the baby out like yeah. and it's funny because a lot of people are always like oh my gosh like was he supportive of this like my husband would never ever <laughs> and it's funny because that never even crossed my mind like in my head like when I had made up my mind I made up my mind like it didn't even it, it didn't <laughs> matter what he thought exactly <laughs> honestly and I think that's just because that's who he is he's such a supportive guy that I was like oh I don't even need to almost run it past him because I know sure. he'll agree with me and yeah so that was really nice for me to have him by my side during all this <clears throat> um and you said that you were 33 weeks yeah so I was deep I was deep into the pregnancy and that's why oh, I was wow. worried too I was like oh is this gonna be a pain because I remember with my third I had I transferred from American Fork Hospital to Orem Hospital and that in and of itself was like a nightmare just transferring it was like all yeah. the paperwork all the things yeah and so I'm like okay if I'm transferring from hospital to home like is that gonna be a whole ordeal too and yeah I mean I guess that's just lazy really looking at it I'm like <laughs> it's not that big of a deal like but I'm like you know what I have three kids and 33 weeks yeah pregnant. when you're that <laughs> pregnant everything's a big deal yes right <laughs> and so yeah I just decided I was like you know what I'm gonna pray about it I'm gonna research more and that's what I did and we made it happen and it wow. was awesome what did the transfer go like? So honestly, I was just like, you know what? I have changed my birth plan. And so I'm no longer going to need your services, but I appreciate everything you've done. And it was a scary phone call. I was like, yes. oh my gosh, are they going to be like, no, not at you. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so just trying to talk me into not doing it. But they're like, okay, thank you. And I was like, mm. well, I guess that even goes to show you how much they really don't care. Right. Yeah. yeah. You're another woman with a baby. You're more money. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. So I was like, all right, wipe my hands clean of that. And I got a referral um, from my friend Allison mm -hmm. to go see a midwife, and her name is Rochelle Jolly. Okay. Amazing. She is cream of the crop. She's just such an amazing human. And so. And that's up in, she's up in northern Utah. Yep, northern okay. Utah. Yep. And she, man, she really just changed my outlook on so many things. Aww. Like, if I could go back and just have my first baby with her, like, yeah. And it's not even just current to me right now where I have a six month old baby. Yeah. I still am learning things from her. Like it's not just like, oh, she affected my life with my pregnancy and then after the birth and then that was it. It's like, oh no, like she taught me about like changing my lifestyle, eating better nutrition, like how to care for my baby in certain ways. Like the yeah. knowledge has just continued and I just find myself still going down rabbit holes and learning new yeah. things. And I'm like, this is just the best. Like I just wish I would have known so many of the things I have learned now. It's an empowering path to be on. It is. Because the more you, the more you learn, the more you feel like you can make your own decisions and that you have options and like, yeah, it makes you feel so good to be in control of your life uh, and not just 100%. a, a cog in the machine or whatever yes. <laughs> the phrase I don't know <laughs> I Anyways. totally no I agree yeah um so she just kind of gave me total peace with the fears I had I brought up so many fears obviously yeah I'm scared to have a baby naturally because I've only had medicated yeah. births that freaks me out it freaks me out and the fact that it would be home like what if something happened of a course. medical emergency and I'm like, the closest hospital is like 20-ish minutes away. That freaks me out. Um, How did she handle all of your doubts? She validated me, which was great. Like, yeah. you got to do that first, right? Yeah. Just to make like, oh, okay, I'm not crazy. Yeah. These are legit concerns. So that was the number one thing. She validated me. But the one thing I really remember about her is 
trust in God. If God wants your baby here, your baby will be here. Yeah. No doubt. Like you just got to have faith that everything's going to be fine. He's going to bring your baby here safely. And if you hold on to that trust, it's seriously all going to work out. Mm-hmm. And like her just saying that, I'm like, oh, duh. Like, like you're right. oh yeah, you're right. <laughs> yeah. Like I know these things, but for some reason when you said it that way, like, oh yeah, that's right. It kind of just brought me back to this is why I'm doing this in the first place. Yeah. Because like I, I'm wanting a different experience. I want to be closer to God. And that's honestly what it was. It brought me closer to even my spouse. It was just yeah. like a very unique experience. My mom was invited. I had never invited her to any of my births before. Really? And this time around, I was like, you know what? You should come. You should join. And she came and she just, honestly, she talks about it to this day. She's like, that was honestly Aww. the coolest thing I have ever experienced. Yeah. It totally is. Yeah. It, it really totally is. Yeah. yeah. So she, she was very supportive at the beginning I can also say that she was a little skeptical when I first brought it up to her like yeah Eliza really like you've been kind of the family pansy like (laughs) you think you can (laughs) are you sure are you sure you can birth a baby that's probably gonna be well over nine pounds naturally sure right showing the pattern of how heavy our babies have been and and not at 39 weeks and not at wait. 39 weeks <laughs> that was the other hard part because yeah it i was used to going in right in at 39 weeks yep and 39 r- weeks rolls around nothing 40 weeks rolls around and rochelle my midwife's measuring mm-hmm. me she's like yeah like any day like you're measuring at like 42 weeks like you're yeah. a big boy and then 41 weeks rolls around <gasps> and then 42 weeks and i'm like I'll be pregnant forever. Like I am accept- yeah. <laughs> accepting the fact that this is my life. This is my fate. <laughs> this is it. And so uh, finally. It's so relatable. Oh, really? <laughs> yes. <laughs> just when you're that far along, you're like, it's never going to end. Ever. Yeah. Ever. It is. And that was the most, I think, discouraging part to me just because I hadn't mentally prepared for that. Yeah. I think my mind was so focused on, okay, I'm going to like birth a humongous baby yeah naturally like that was my main focus Uh but it never really occurred to me like how much longer I would be pregnant yeah lasting until that extra three weeks yes yeah so oh that was that was really challenging for sure I feel like we need to get it in our heads that we're gonna go at 42 weeks yes that way then if it goes early we're like oh early exactly exactly (laughs) and I think that's I mean I don't know. The hospitals are very good at like, oh, 39 weeks is like the normal, the normal time to have a baby. Mm -hmm. And so when you do go over that, people are like, oh my gosh, like that's dangerous. That's not good for the baby. Like I got so much flack from my family and friends. Oh yeah. They're like, you should probably get induced. Like you're looking real big. Like this (laughs) isn't good for the baby. And I'm like sticking to Rochelle's motto. Yeah. Trust in God. It'll be fine. And it was, it was fine. How far along were you then when you... So 42 weeks, um, my water broke. I think it was like, like yeah. the day of 42 weeks, 42 weeks in like three days, I think. Okay. So it was pretty, pretty long. Yeah. No kidding. Basically a 10 month pregnancy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And your water did break. It did. So okay. I was really surprised by that. I, yeah. I don't know. I was like, it's never going to happen. It's never going to happen. But one night I was laying in bed. And felt like I peed a little. Uh-huh. It's like classic. Maybe it's just I am actually peeing because he's yeah. so heavy on my water. Who knows? <laughs> I don't even know. But then it was just like more and more. And it's so funny because I've never experienced that feeling before mm-hmm. with my water breaking on its yeah. own. And so I was like, huh. 
go to the bathroom and it's just like not stopping. I was like, I think it's happening. Yeah. (laughs) Throw a party. Uh, Yes, seriously. (laughs) Anyway, it was crazy because I basically was just walking around in a diaper basically all day. And (laughs) I was just kind of doing my thing. And she's like, yeah, I texted my midwife and she's like, yeah, just do your thing. Yeah. He'll come when he comes. Let me know when you start having pretty regular contractions. Mm -hmm. And so this was August 7th at like midnight oh so okay that your water broke that my water broke did you get any rest i was so excited and i guess like even yeah. in the movies they make it look like it happens so fast uh-huh. after your water breaks so i was like oh my gosh he's gonna be born today and it was yeah. my dad's birthday i'm like you're gonna have oh, a birthday cute. twin Aww. this is gonna be awesome and he's like oh my gosh anyway it's just funny because it did not end up being that day it was so slow yeah and it was freaking me out too because i'm like i literally literally have lost all the water <laughs> in my body. I f- I'm like, yeah. in my brain, I, I guess I just don't have enough information. I'm like, is he, is he okay in there? Yeah. I, I look at them as fish. I'm yeah. like, he's out he's of water. Yes. I'm like, <laughs> is he okay? Anyway. And so I was doing all the things I was bouncing on the yoga ball. I was mm-hmm. eating all the, whatever. I was just trying to get everything to happen to get some contractions going. Yeah. Nothing was happening. Did you not have contractions? When did your contractions start? They started so August 7th, the day the water broke at like, oh, no, no, no. The contractions started the next day, August 8th. <gasps> really? <laughs> yes, because she, my midwife said, okay, we got to break out the big guns. Yeah. Cause it's, yeah. You got to have to start doing yeah. some stuff. You got to have castor oil. And I was like, for the love, I can't, I can't like, I've heard horror stories. I'm like, I'm right. going to runs. Like this is right. so bad. And so I was like, all right, we're going to do it. So at about midnight, about 24 hours later, 24 hours after my water had broke, I was like, all right, let's get the castor oil. We got castor oil and I put it in a smoothie and my husband and I just like went on a walk at midnight. And it's so funny because my little cute neighborhood, Uh they had never heard of anyone having a home birth. And so there were literally people looking at our house <laughs> there was someone who drove up behind us at midnight and she's like eliza i was just gonna check up on you because i just wanted to see how you were we're just so we're just so intrigued with this we yeah. just want to make sure everything's good like we're waiting for That's baby and so i'm like sweet. it's so cute so everyone was just like literally peeping out their windows driving around and so when <laughs> they saw me walking with a baby in my tummy still they're yeah. like, okay it hasn't happened yet but um yeah the castor oil was in my system for about 45 minutes I laid down and I was like oh man like tummy rumbles and yeah. I was like seriously praying because I'm like I can't TMI have diarrhea and I know have a baby I know like the pain and the grossness like <laughs> like no way no 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 this can't be it this can't be my experience like I will never do home birth again like I was just <laughs> everything was just coming down I was like oh no oh no anyway so it was rough for like a good hour and then I laid back down in my bed and then the heaviest contraction. So this is really? about one thirty, okay. heavy, heavy, heavy contraction. And I was like, oh, okay, I think this is happening. Yeah. And then, and at this point you're done using the bathroom, done using the bathroom. Okay. I'm good. And about six minutes later, another huge one. I was like, okay, they're like six minutes apart. Yeah. So my midwife's about 40 minutes away from me. Okay. So I call her up. I'm like, okay. Things are happening. Something's going on. Yes. You can come and head on over. And so then I call my doula, mm-hmm. Allison, and 
she heads over as well. So Allison lives down here in Southern Utah. Did she drive up? Yeah. So she actually was staying at our house for like a week and a half and nothing was ever happening. Oh my gosh. I know. And I felt so bad. And then I can't even remember what happened, but she decided to stay at her um, sister-in-law's house. And then that like night. the next day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I don't know what it was, but yeah. I'm happy she was still there. Like, yeah. cause she was planning on going home the next day, <laughs> but I'm like, okay, I'm glad it happened the night it happened while yes. she was still here. So, um, Allison, she was really close. She was in Lehigh. So that's only like 10, 15 minutes away. So she headed over to our house and I'm in the birthing tub, yeah. I guess. Um, it's like one of those things that they feed cows out of. What are they called? A trough. A trough. <laughs> it was a. You trough. had a trough. I had a trough. Literal birthing trough. T- yes. Okay. No, like she got it at IFA. It Stop. is a literal trough. That's but kind we, of a vibe. I know, right? <laughs> it's like as crunchy as you can get. Yeah. <laughs> so we put pillows on the outer sides because it's hard, yeah. and yeah. then and just put the plastic over, and it it did the job. It was great. Nice. So I was finding that the tub felt the best because it was just Mm -hmm. warm. And so when Allison came, her and my husband were doing counter pressure on me. And Mm -hmm. I mean, it helped so much because according to my mom's words, I am a pansy. And I was, (laughs) and I was like, oh, you know what? I'm going to breathe through this. I am amazed in my head. All the things I've read, like we got this. And I was literally all over the place. I was on the, in the tub then I went to the bed, then I went to the toilet, then I went against the wall, then I went to lean against Matt, and then I just, just... Moving around a lot. Yeah, I ended up in the tub again. I was like, you know what, this is this is where I feel the best. And at that point, my midwife walked in and the contractions were every 30 seconds. Whoa. She like kind of barely made it, honestly. Yeah? Yeah, she was like still getting all of her gear out. She's prepping for everything. Nice. While I'm dying yeah honestly it wasn't as bad as I thought it was going to be like it was painful but I was like really proud that I was able to do this through these contractions and anyway as I was in the tub I was on my knees and I was just kind of leaning up against the trough tub (laughs) and I was like I need to push Mm -hmm. and I was like freaking out because in the hospital when I'm like I need to push things I've been told are you can't push wait Mm -hmm. hold on and so I told her in a panic like I need to push and she's like okay go ahead. And I was like, Oh, okay. Like that easy. (laughs) Really? Like I'm allowed to push my own baby out of my body without (laughs) you giving me permission. Yeah. That's such an interesting feeling too. And interesting to, to think of someone telling you not to do that. Yes. It's like if you needed to like sneeze or something like go to the bathroom, it's like, hold it. Yeah. I guess we do that to our kids. To I guess extent. sort of. But <laughs> <laughs> no, but I know what you mean. It is. It is different because you really can't control it. And yeah. so I was like, all right. And honestly, it was one push the head, two push the body, and it was done. You pushed twice. Twice. Wow. And he was our biggest baby. How That's, big was he? He was nine, ten. He was a big boy. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. I know. Goodness. Well, I mean, when it's an almost 10-month pregnancy, that measures up, I yeah. guess. Yeah. <laughs> kind of checks out. <laughs> And so I was just so, I just started crying. I was like, oh my gosh, I did it. Yeah. Number one, he's here safe. Yeah. We're in the comfort of our own home. Mm-hmm. And it was just like the best feeling because the ambiance in the room was, it was dark. We had like a few lamps on. Mm-hmm. We had nice, peaceful music playing. Yeah. And it was in the middle of the night when the whole world's asleep. And 
just bringing a baby into the world when it's just dark, quiet, peace. It was just, it was beautiful. Yeah. It was just so amazing. And I loved my favorite part was just sitting in the tub with the baby and there was no rush. Mm-hmm. That shocked me because again, I'm used to, you push the baby out, they grab the baby, they weigh the baby, they wipe off the baby, they do all the things to the baby. But here it was, you have your baby and then he was handed to me and we just sat there for an yeah. hour. Yeah. We just put water on him and stroked his little head and touched his little nose and fingers mm-hmm. and he was asleep and there was no rush. Yeah. It was amazing. And yeah. I, that was just the coolest thing ever. And it's funny because again, how society works, it's like, okay, how much does the baby weigh? How much yeah. or how long is he? And so my mom is getting all these texts from family members and Aww. Matt's getting texts from his family. They're like, how much does he weigh? What's all this? Da, da, da. And right. we're like, we don't know. We're just enjoying the moment. Yeah. We'll let you know in like a couple of hours. We have no idea yet. And that was just the coolest thing. I was like, wow, this is just so different from what I've experienced. And it, I don't know, just the being in the comfort of your own home, eating not hospital food is yeah. the best. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, it it's really like the most transformative moments of a woman's life. Yeah. And one of the most beautiful moments of a woman's life is to be able to to bring a life into the world. And there is just something to be said for creating the scene. Totally. And just like you said, like having all of the parts, just no rush, the lights are low, the world's asleep, and just having those moments so peaceful and beautiful, it makes for a dramatically different experience. And not to say that it can't be beautiful in the hospital, because we've heard stories of beautiful hospital births, but there's just something different about the calmness, the tranquility of a home birth. Absolutely. Totally agree. This podcast is partnered with Tubby Todd. Tubby Todd is all about good, clean fun for the whole family. It was created with sensitive skinned babies in mind, and each product works hard to nourish, hydrate, and gently soothe skin from head to toe. One of my personal favorite Tubby Todd products is their all-over ointment. This is a balm for everything. A rich, creamy ointment made from plant-based ingredients like colloidal oatmeal, jojoba esters, and camellia leaf extract to naturally moisturize and soothe sensitive skin. If your family suffers from eczema, rough patches, redness, dry skin, or other irritation, All Over Ointment is for you. But that's not all. Tubby Todd has so many amazing products for you to check out. When you purchase your Tubby Todd products through the link in our Instagram bio, you will get 10% off your purchase. To receive this discount, you must check out using the link in our bio. So what are you waiting for? Check out Tubby Todd today. Having hormones can get a little funky sometimes. You know, like moodiness, cramps, cravings, hormonal acne, irregular cycles, all of that. If you experience hormone weirdness, you need to know about seed cycling. Seed cycling is a super easy and effective way to aid your hormones. It's typically one of the very first things that I suggest to people when they come to me for help or questions with their cycles, fertility, and anything else having to do with hormones. Basically, seed cycling means incorporating specific seeds into your diet at specific times of the month. That's it, simple. But sometimes simple things can be hard to do, but not anymore. Funkit Wellness makes supporting your hormones practically effortless. You guys have to check this out. Their brand is so cute and they have tons of free resources on their site. 
you can learn about seed cycling, how to do it, why it works. They have recipes to help you incorporate seeds into your diet and so much more. Funkit even has seeds for perimenopause. We partnered with Funkit Wellness to give you 20% off your order when you use code BIRTHVILLAGE. So run and check it out today. Are all of your kids asleep and in bed at this point? Um, we had them at my parents because a few days before my water broke, our house came down with hand, foot, mouth. <gasps> I'm like, for the no love. way. <laughs> yes. So all three boys were just hand, foot, mouth diseased. And so my parents are like, all right, we got them for like the week, but that's yeah. like all they could take them for. Yeah. But yeah. He, it was kind of nice. It was like a date with mm-hmm. my husband and new baby Cute. for a full week. I love that. <laughs> no other kids. It's yeah. the best. <laughs> you said that your mom talks about your birth story a lot. What are her favorite parts or the most memorable things for her? I think just the fact that it was so just the things I said, just so peaceful, so not rushed. It's so different than anything both of us had ever experienced. Yeah. How many kids does your mom have? She has five. I'm the oldest of five. Okay. And she was also induced. And I don't know. She just was very, her eyes were opened a lot too. And I think she may have been skeptical throughout the whole thing. But yeah. She probably bit her tongue on a few things. I don't know. I'd, I'd have to ask her. But I think after she saw and experienced it with us, mm-hmm. then she was like, oh, this is great. Like, yeah. this was really, really cool. This is better than I would have thought it was. It's yeah. a lot less dangerous than I had thought. Mm-hmm. So she she really, really enjoyed it. And yeah, she she likes to say, Eliza had her fourth baby. It was a homework. <laughs> <laughs> she likes to brag. It. It's so funny. And I'm like, you really don't have to tell. But it, it's fun. She likes to share that because it was such a unique birthing experience that she has never seen her. Well, she certainly feels empowered by witnessing the experience yeah. then if she needs to ta- yeah. talk about yeah. it. Yeah, yeah, totally. That's so cute. Yeah. When you first told everyone that this was your plan, I mean, especially a last minute change of plans is kind of crazy. Did did your extended family have any doubts or any concerns? I was shocked by the amount of flack I got. Yeah. Because I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa. This is my baby. Yeah. I'm the one pushing it out. Yeah. Why are you freaking out for like if anyone's going to freak out, let it be me. <laughs> yeah. Just keep your little comments to yourself. Sure. But no, I got a lot of flack. There were people were thinking it was really dangerous. People were thinking I was really dumb for doing it. People are like, do you want to be in pain? Like, mm-hmm. do you find that to be fun? Like, <laughs> oh my gosh, <laughs> just all these like silly things. And I honestly just had to like, like when I first got the first, I don't know, three comments from three separate people. I was like, oh, this is a thing. So I really kind of just kept it hush hush. I was like, sure. But word spreads. And even though I only told a few people, then suddenly everyone knows. And I'm still getting the flack from your whole neighborhood. Exactly. Yes. So after then, after you had your baby, how did your family, friends, neighborhood, how did everyone react to hearing the story and hearing that it actually went well the number one question was would you do it again and and yes absolutely (laughs) absolutely it is just the best in so many so many ways and um it's funny I've actually gotten so many people asking certain questions about it like okay like how painful was it actually or so like even as far as like the financial aspect of Mm -hmm. it Mm -hmm. or 
How would you answer that question? How, how painful was painful? it? Mm-hmm. Um, it was painful. But again, I feel like my brain's already swiped and I'm like, it wasn't that bad. <laughs> yeah, true. <laughs> Honestly, I it was I think if I were to be pushing longer than just two pushes and him coming out, that would have been really probably hard on me. But mm-hmm. I feel like God just knew me and he's like, you know what? <laughs> you put your faith in me last second mm-hmm. and you decided to do this last second. I'm going to I'm going to make it pretty easy. <laughs> so we'll see if. If we even have another one, yeah. but how the next one goes. So, And you had an epidural with all three of your other kids. Yeah. So do you remember feeling contractions with them? Like, can you even compare the two? So it was more of a pressure with the contractions with the epidural at the hospital. It's like, I felt the pressure of it. It wasn't pain. Yeah. But when I did this at home, I was like, oh, this is how it feels. But also it's nice to feel what's happening in my body because I kind of just press the knob, the <laughs> epidural knob at the Crank hospital. <laughs> yeah, but yeah. I'm like, just give it to me. I don't want to feel anything, but that almost makes you numb to a sense, not just like not feeling the contractions, but almost like your mindset. You're like, after I had my three previous boys in the mm-hmm. hospital having the epidural, my mind was just kind of in a fog after I had them. Cause I was mm. just so drugged up. And I didn't really get to enjoy that moment for seeing them. I'm just more exhausted and I'm like, uh, what just happened? Yeah. Whereas when I had no epidural, no drugs, it was just like this insane, like, wow, I did it. I feel every yeah. part of my body that contributed to getting him out. He's here. My mind is clear. Like it was just, I was surprised how different it was mentally. Mm-hmm. Than physically almost. I was like, oh, wow, my yeah. mind is so much clearer, even though it was in the middle of the night. You know what I mean? Yeah. You're like flooded with endorphins. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yes. Yeah. So that was really cool for me. So when all of the boys met Rocky, how did they react oh, to all of that? They were dying. Yeah. They were so excited. And I just felt so bad because like I said, they had hand and foot and mouth uh-huh. and they just wanted to touch him and kiss him. And they were so excited to just be home and be done with mm-hmm. all this so they could love on their brother. And it's always funny when the last baby the third baby you mm-hmm. know i'm like oh you're not a baby you're a gigantic baby you know <laughs> it's just always so funny i'm like seriously but no they were so happy and they are just still so obsessed with him did they have any questions or thoughts about you being at home because they might have been old enough to know that that was different than the previous times that you had a baby so i think when sam was born my third ollie was four so he oh, didn't know it okay. super, super well. But they did have questions. Like when they saw the trough at the house, yeah. they were like, what's this for? Yeah. And I was like, I'm going to have a baby in it. And they're like, wait, in like a pool? And I'm like, yeah. And they're like, can we come in the pool? <laughs> I'm like, no, no, thank you. Yeah. Especially not with hand, foot, and mouth. Heck no. <laughs> we're going to keep you away. Yeah. Well, that's awesome. Do you feel like you are getting positive responses when people are hearing about the story, even though they're still having these questions and stuff like that do they seem like they've changed their outlook totally absolutely I think I mean that's just with anything in life right it's like we can be fearful of something we don't know but then after the fact if you hear something positive you're like oh maybe it wasn't as bad as I was thinking yeah and that's been my favorite part I think of this whole thing is giving people a positive outlook on this because it can come across as weird Mm -hmm. or overly crunchy or (laughs) 
I don't know. Um, but everyone's been very, very happy for us. And yeah. they've been really kind of appreciative of me sharing my story because it's it's something that's not heard of a ton because most mm-hmm. people do have their babies in hospitals. And yeah. so when you have someone close to you have a home birth, it's fun to ask all the questions that you've always wondered that yeah. you may not feel comfortable telling someone that you don't know as well. Yeah. So. Well, that's really cool that you have been able to be a cycle breaker, not just for your family and your future generations and stuff like that, but for everybody that knows you and everybody that's heard your story. That's really Thanks. an important role to have. What is the most important thing that you would like our listeners to take from your from hearing your story? Um, that it's never too late to change your mind. Because I remember thinking specifically, I really, really, really want to do a home birth. Mm-hmm. But I'm so far in this. I think I'll just wait till the next baby. Yeah. But you never know. Like, you know, what if you don't have another baby? Like, yeah. if you're wanting to do something go after it, get it, do it. And you'll be so surprised how it turns out. As long as you have faith in God, it'll, it'll all work out. Mm -hmm. And honestly, I, I guess that's my message. It'll all work out. If you trust in God, it'll be totally fine. When those fears arise and you're feeling doubts, what advice do you have to give to those people? I got a lot of opposition for sure. Yeah. That was probably one of the hardest things I was surprised how hard it was on me mentally mm-hmm. I'm trying to prepare myself for something I've never done mentally mm-hmm. and I have all these things coming at me and against me and it was hard to just get my mind in a good spot but I really just tried to block out any negative energy kind of mm-hmm. live in my little bubble sure bubble of peace yeah <laughs> and that honestly was the biggest thing I could do. I was doing as much research as I could. I was talking to positive people about positive things. Yeah. I was praying a lot. And mm-hmm. I honestly, it's crazy how far positivity can take you. If yeah. you keep your mind in a good spot, things are going to be fine. Yeah. That's a great message. Thanks. Thank you so much for sharing your story with us. Thank you for Obviously, she's from northern Utah, so she's down here with me in southern Utah to come and talk to me and to let us hear your story. Thank you so much. If any of you guys would like to see any of the pictures from Eliza's birth, you can check out our Instagram. We're going to post them there, just like how we always do with our empowering stories. Our Instagram handle is at the Birth Village Podcast. You can reach us via email as well at the Birth Village Podcast at gmail.com. Go ahead and reach out to us if you have anything that you'd like to say we love to hear from you guys we're so grateful for all of the reviews that we get and the suggestions for the things that you guys would like to hear and all of that questions comments we love it please don't hesitate to send all that our way if you would be willing to leave us a rating and review on whatever platform you're listening to this podcast on we would greatly appreciate that and make sure to share this podcast with your friends and family and loved ones who might need some empowerment in their life or who could be uplifted by hearing um, Eliza's story thank you so much for listening and as always I'll leave you with this reminder empowered women empower women